It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm just peachy. You know, it's been a fantastic weekend of great football. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm miserable. This is terrible. I hate this. We said on our, our Friday show that if the Cowboys were to somehow lose this game, we were going to be jamming that panic button down. Uh, I felt pretty confident going into this game, even without the, the Cowboys starting, you know, tackles that they were going to be able to find a way to win this one. Uh, and they didn't. They fell to the Jets 24-22. Uh, it was a, a, a rough game for Dallas. So let's go ahead and just kind of start right there, Landon. How much should we be worried about this Cowboys team going forward? They've lost three straight games. Uh, they're falling behind, uh, not only in the division because the Eagles lost as well, uh, but it seems like if they're going to make the playoffs, the wild card is going to be very unlikely uh, with so many teams ahead of them, including two teams now uh, that they don't have a tiebreaker over with the Saints and the Packers. Uh, what do we think about this Cowboys team going forward? I, I mean, I think it's you kind of just have to watch to see what happens next. I mean, you know, we had three games of – of, uh, of fantastic and then three games of uh, pretty awful. And, um, you know, I, I think, again, it's not like there's there's not circumstance. I mean, I think waking up Sunday morning to find out that you weren't going to have either of your your two offensive tackles, despite optimism that you'd get at least one of them. Uh, and then, you know, about two snaps into the game, you lose Amari Cooper. And I think that basically changes all the math, you know. I mean, I just think that it, it's it's difficult because injuries have played into this a lot, and, and, and we, we kind of need to figure out exactly what the long-term situation is with some of these injuries. Um, uh, but I also think that, you know, there's a pretty serious uh, performance and, and execution issue that's going on, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball at this point. Where guys who were making plays before are making kind of boneheaded mistakes, and uh, and it's uh, and it's really kind of it's really hurt the team. And I also think one more thing we haven't really mentioned that doesn't isn't getting mentioned as much uh, is there was no Cobb as well. And I think you know, when you talk about no Cooper and no Cobb, it's it's a lot like the tackle situation where you know you're down to your third and fourth tackles. The, the backups. I mean, you know, you're now you're really digging deep for your your swing guy, and at the wide receiver spot, it's you know you've got you're, you're playing the, the kind of bottom end of your of your guys a, a whole lot of snaps. Now, I think Cedric Wilson played admirably at times, um, but I, I think that you know 
all that talent loss on the offense was uh, was felt very much by their ability to execute. Uh, and then on top of that, Gallup having a, you know what could best be described as a poor game. I think it's the worst uh, game of his career when you factor yeah. in that and the uh, and the penalties. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think on top, and then at the end of all that, you know, on the other side of it, the the defense was probably the most disappointing part of all of this, um, because frankly, you know, the offense it, it, again it felt like it could, it was close, but it could get it could get going at any point, despite all the the people missing on it. The you know the what is it that four starters basically missing from the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the defense could not keep it together against what was one of the worst offenses coming into this game. Now, again, they, they had Sam Darnold coming back in, and that's obviously contributed to a lot of these Jets numbers, you know, being so poor. Uh, they do have a little bit of talent, and Robbie Anderson is a talented wide receiver. Le- Le'Veon Bell obviously has skins on the wall. But, I mean, the, the performance that they put up in the, in the first half is absolutely unacceptable. And it changed the, 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 it, it basically put the Cowboys into the only game scenario where you felt like they could be dealt a losing hand. And they, and it worked out for them. They basically were put behind big, forcing the Cowboys to kind of like figure out a way to scratch their way back in the second half despite depleted passing attack and depleted uh, blocking. And I think ultimately, uh, execution, uh, you know, was not high enough for them to find a way back into the into the game until very late, and, and they were you know basically put the whole, their all their hopes on uh, on a two point conversion try, which unfortunately was unsuccessful. Yeah, and we can talk we can talk about that sequence later because I had problems with how that one went as well. But um, let's go ahead and start with the offense, and we'll we'll move on to the defense. Uh, you mentioned some of the stuff that happened with the offense between Cobb and Cooper being out and their their tackles. I still think the game plan wasn't great. Uh, we actually talked about this pre-show, uh, we, and we talked about it on Thursday. What do the Jets do well? They stopped the run really well, especially if you're going to run up the middle uh, with Quentin Williams, Steve McClendon, and Leonard Williams. The best way to attack the Jets is on the edges. Uh, the Cowboys did try a little bit of that. Michael Gallup maybe made it so they didn't want to do that more often because he had so many drops. Uh, but there was, uh, I'm looking at the numbers right now, uh, 19 first down runs. Uh, they averaged 3.26 yards per attempt on first down. Uh, Elliott actually had a 12-yard run. If you remove the 12-yard run, uh, that average comes all the way down to about 2 yards per carry. Don't uh, remove they, the 12-yard no, no, Come on. No, I'm not removing it. But what it shows you is on 18 of those other – of 18 of the 19 carries, you were behind the chains. You did not make a successful run, right? So that forces you to either have to try to run again to get to a third and four, third and five, or to pass against the Greg Williams defense that loves to blitz. So I, I just thought they did things in this game to put themselves behind the chains. I don't think the the game plan on offense was super creative, and the counter argument can be again they didn't have their two tackles, but I didn't think they did enough on offense to to try to get some explosive plays. Um, what did you see from this Cowboys offense? I, I mean, I think I saw a, an offense trying to react to the injury report that they got handed Sunday morning, and then you know Sunday afternoon. I, I think that it changes all the math when you lose, you know, your your 
your best deep threat and your second best deep threat can't catch anything, and then your th- number three receiver is out of the game. And on top of also losing your your st- starting offensive tackles, like you know, I just think that the, the throwing the ball on first down thing is is a very big part of the analytics discussion. But I, I think if you've watched what the Cowboys have done, even when they were successful, they still felt like they wanted to run the ball a lot of first down. I think it's second down is where, where they've tried to increase passing. And I think we, we went through it. They were basically 50-50, right, on second downs, essentially, yep. for pass run. Yep, you know, and, and, and so I think, you know, play calling, the angles of play calling get changed when suddenly you can't pass block. I mean, that's the other thing about this is that even though there was only, I think, did they end up with only one sack? Is that is that what the total was? Yeah, uh, one yeah, sack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they had eight QB hits, and I I think that you know when you go back and watch, I mean, just watching the broadcast, Dak was getting beat up all game long, and I think that there was a certain point where they needed to find ways to generate yards without Dak getting killed because, you know, they can't they can't play fifty snaps where Dak takes. 30 hits, you know? Right. And, so and, this and, is this is one of the games where I wonder, like, why not try to be a little bit more creative? And I'm not saying that you have to use trick plays all the time, but why not try to do something else to spark your offense when you only well, have Well, because look, 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 look who's playing. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's yeah, not even can, just that. It, no, 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 listen, listen. Maybe they had a lot of this stuff in, but now that Cedric Wilson is getting as many snaps as he is, and Tavon Austin is, is basically your number one wide receiver, your number two wide receiver, like, these guys aren't necessarily – I mean, Tavon Austin had his own package of plays. You know, like, now that Cooper and Cobb are suddenly out, now you're down two wide receivers – it's like you know who, that maybe you had a, a, a bunch of plays specifically uh, played for those guys, and and those pack those plays are suddenly out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just that they lost their two offensive. T- it's not just that they didn't have either of their two offensive tackles. Losing Cobb and Cooper, I, I think that that car, that that lose you lose a part of your playbook there too because of the of the plays that you want to specifically try to get to them. And I think that's fair, but I, I, man, it just seemed like this team, especially in the first half, was just so low energy in a lot of stuff. It, it just seemed like they, I mean, obviously I, when you don't execute well, it, it makes yeah, it seem that I mean, way, but at the same time, I, there's gotta be something in there or something that you can do to try to give yourself a spark on offense. And it just seemed like this was an offense that it was very, very predictable in what they were going to do, and that fed right into the way Greg Williams wants to play defense. It, it, but, I mean, it, of course it was predictable. That's what I'm saying, though. How are you supposed to, like, if you don't have a way to stretch the the field the, the field down, the, the, of course he knows that, too. He's going to get everybody in the box, and then he's going to blitz you, and, and you're not going to be able to account for but, everyone. So, so everybody on the outside has got to find a way to sure. You have sure. one-on-one, one-on-one uh, matchups. Those guys have got to find a way to win like that there is not an excuse someone has to find a way to win and yeah, when you do you have to catch the ball and here, when you here, don't and when that doesn't happen you lose opportunities like here, here's my thing I, i've seen people play against this greg williams defense a bunch the best way to beat them is to screen them deaf get them out of some of these blitzing packages especially with cj mosley out at linebacker and then actually their other linebacker got hurt in this game as well Make them be hesitant about blitzing in. We saw one screen the entire game 
Uh, nothing to, nothing to Tony Pollard in the screen game. Nothing, no wide receiver screens, no tunnel screens. What, what happened on the screen that they, they ran? They, they got a, I, I think a soft penalty on Michael Gallup. That's this, what's happening. One, they're they're getting, every, all these things are getting called for holding. Every time anybody's getting out on the edge, these guys are getting called for holding now. It's like, but, but you can't go because you have one bad play. It doesn't mean you can't go away from it. If that was the case, no, the but they should never run the ball on first down. But, no, but they, but they but they aren't getting that many opportunities. That's the point is that they they're not getting a bunch of chances. So they try to go empty. They they emptied uh, da, uh, Zeke out into the flat and they threw him a pass over the shoulder. That worked well. I mean, they did different things. They they got Tavon Austin op- uh, loose in the middle and he was the hot route. That worked. They did different things that worked. But the th- the times that it didn't work. Wasn't necessarily play calling. It was people not executing right. the play, which worked. Like, but I, I just think they. I, I don't think one screen in this game was enough. You know what I mean? Like just because it didn't work once doesn't mean you can't run it again. Like that should have been something that they opened the game I, up. But I just gave you two examples of, of things that were just, I mean, essentially screens. They're short passes. They're hot reads out of the backfield. You know where they get the guy, a guy to pass easily and he makes a play. The, the other times that it didn't happen. You know, sometimes it's because Dak didn't get the couldn't get the ball off, or because he saw somebody open down the field, threw the ball down the field, and they dropped it. You know, or it like Jarwin, like where it was a tough catch, and he was, you know, it was a little bit outside his range. I mean, it's, there was a lot of just uh, bad play in there. I, I there was some there was some bad play calls, and there was some you know some questionable decisions later in the game at times for sure. But I mean. All of this was built up to by just a terrible play by the defense in the first half, up and down play by the wide receivers and tight ends through most of the first half and then in parts of the second half. You know, I mean, like, Dak played well, but he wasn't, like, infallible in the game by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I, I and even, you know, guys like Zach Martin, like, I mean, that, it's just, I just think there's bad play happening, and and I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not trying to absolve the coaches because the coaches need to make sure that these guys are playing crisper. But at the end of the day, like squeeze the ball when it hits your hands, you know. Like don't completely whiff on it and hit you in the face mask, you know. Like I, I don't really know. These guys are professionals. Like I, I don't know what else to say about that. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the defense. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, 
you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, uh, we spent a lot of time and energy just breaking down the Cowboys offense, uh, but the real problem, at least to me, is this defense. Um you knew going into this game that obviously you weren't going to have the tackle, so you needed to play a defensive game where you didn't give up, you know, probably more than 14 or 17 points. Uh, I think to give up 24 points to this Jets team, who, you know, with Sam Darnold coming back, obviously a lot of people like Darnold, but uh, with an offensive line that's really struggling, that happened to have an injury midweek with Coleccio Semele, uh, he didn't play in this game. To give up 24 points in this game, and especially 21 in the first quarter, uh, that's absolutely unacceptable. W- what happened to the Cowboys' defense in this one? You know, I mean, that's what I think. I mean, if you really want to get frustrated, like what's frustrating to me is that it, it, it just seems I almost would rather have a weakness, a, 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 like a, a one weakness, as opposed to what's going on now, which feels like it's a rotating cast of, of villains in this on this defense right now, you know, it's like it's it's you know it's the defensive line one week, it's the linebackers the next week, it's the defensive backfield this week, and you know it's just it really is frustrating to me when uh, you know it, it seems like every week there's a different group kind of letting you down, you know? And 21 points is not, a you know, a, a ton of, or what was it? Not 20, it was 20, 23 points. 23 points 24 is points. not, 24, sorry. 24 points yeah. is not a lot, a lot of points. I mean, it's not like they scored a ton, but I mean, the context here is that it's the Jets, man. And, and like, and again, the fact that they scored all the points up front and then made Dallas scramble to try to keep up instead of being allowed, like kind of allowing them to be more balanced in the way that they wanted to, um, is, is like the, the, the game script that they needed to win the game. The, the, the Jets needed to win the game. And, and Dallas, you know, let, allowed the Jets to stick in this game and then stay ahead, uh, when their offense was struggling by not Stopping the bleeding. There's, you know, you you have to not break if you're gonna bend. <laughs> like, and yeah. and 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 then I think, you know, ultimately I think the the real backbreaker in this game uh, was that 92 yard touchdown. I mean, just getting a quick touchdown like that and then being being able to come back and score again before the half. Um, you know, it's. It's 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 rough. I, I think it's it. That's what really kind of changed the 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 timbre of the game and changed the 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 whole outlook of, of things. And the fact that the Cowboys were not able to just simply execute and stop the, these guys from making huge chunk plays is is frustrating. Yeah, and I don't know what the answer is. I mean, last year at this time, as a team, we pointed to receiver as the one spot that if they could improve, they could maybe. Uh, make a run, and that's why they went out and got Amari Cooper and things turned around. 
there's not a spot on this team right now where you, you feel like, hey, if they make a move, everything's going to be okay. Because like you mentioned, every week it's something else. It's Jalen and Leighton playing bad. It's Malik Collins getting pushed down the field 10 yards on a run play. It's Ouzier uh, not finding the ball. It's Jeff Heath not making the, the right play on a on a 92-yard pass. I, I don't know what's the answer. I, I don't know what they're going to do going forward. Uh, this is the second week in a row where they let teams get out to a big lead. If that happens again this week against Philadelphia, I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what what to make of this defense. I think when you look at them since the, oh, I don't know, since the Colts game, they've given up at least 23 points in like eight of their last 12 games. Uh, I know that's not a ton, but it's just teams are scoring way too easily uh, against this Cowboys defense. I, I'm not sure what they can do to fix it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like maybe there was a, a misjudge in, in how good this defensive interior was going to be before. I, I, yeah, I, I just feel like they 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 thought that they could wait for Tristan Hill to develop a little bit, a little bit because they have uh, talent at defensive tackle, and I just I don't know that they have the talent that we all thought they did. I I mean Malik Collins has just been bad. I mm-hmm. mean just. Especially I mean, in the run, especially yeah, in the run. Yeah, and and it's just it's difficult. So I, yeah, I mean I don't know if they need to make a move there or what 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 needs to happen. But uh, I mean, I I you know I almost don't blame them because I I saw it with my own eyes to a certain degree. Um, but it's just shocking, like the the difference in how Malik Collins is playing overall. Now versus how he was looked in training camp. Well, there's he's been, looked, oh yeah, he, he's been he's been atrocious. Yeah. Um, there's this thought in the analytic community that defenses aren't stable from year to year. Um, that turnovers are fluky, and we've talked about that on the show a lot. But it, it's hard to rely on a defense over several years to get you wins. And I'm wondering if we're seeing a little bit of that now. That Dallas. Dallas is net, they can't rely on their defense to keep teams under 20 points like they did earlier in the year or in 2018 when they went on that long stretch. They just can't do that. So uh, I'm just wondering, did, did the Cowboys invest too many resources into the defense? Should they have put more resources into the offense because that seems to be a little bit more stable? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm befuddled as to what's going on with this Cowboys defense because there's far too much talent on this team to to give up 24 points to the Jets, to give up 34 points to the Packers at home. Uh, I, 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 I'm just, I have no idea what's going on with the unit. So we'll see what the Cowboys can do next week against the uh, the Eagles. That's going to be a massive, massive game. Uh, it's too early to say a must-win game. Uh, but we're getting to that point where if the Cowboys lose four straight games, they fall, uh, you know, really a game and a half back by, you know, to the Eagles. Uh, that might be all she wrote for this Cowboys team. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Yeah. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.